How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Reckless speculation. Yes. Here's what I love the most. The listeners are now fully participating in our reckless speculation. Yes, which is... Exactly what we want. Yes. And if you want to chime in, we haven't really opened up phone lines at all today. We've been jam-packed with content. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. If you have theories or speculation or anything Vikings-related that you want to chime in with here, email from Bob. Bob from Rosemount. With all the talk about Kirk Cousins, I wonder if Mike Zimmer has spoken with Jay Gruden. They coach together in Cincinnati. About Kirk Cousins, maybe that's why he's not entirely sold. Also, why would Washington let him go when they could have franchise tag him again, although that would have been a lot of money, like $34 million, mm-hmm. or made an effort to sign him to a long-term contract? Is Alex Smith a higher caliber quarterback than Kirk Cousins? A lot to unpack there. Yes. If you start to examine... The why here, why, if if Kirk Cousins is a top 10 quarterback, why would you ever let that go when you're already going to pay Alex Smith from age 34 through 39 or 35 through 39, like $25 million a year? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what? why would Jay Gruden be so open to that? Now, I think Jay Gruden is a wonderful offensive mind. He worked with early stage Andy Dalton, and he's done wonders for Kirk Cousins' career. But Jay Gruden has also had a falling out with RG3, and maybe not a falling out with Kirk Cousins, but certainly not a relationship that he died on a hill for. Otherwise, I think they would have kept Kirk Cousins, right? So is it possible that Jay Gruden is maybe a little tough to deal with if you're a quarterback as well? Not that RG3 wasn't. Not that Kirk Cousins is going to be you know, Mr. Fall in Line. He's going to have opinions and thoughts, and he's driven, and he's a guy who studies and... Yeah. And likes to to dive into game planning, but maybe Jay Gruden is a common denominator here. I love this theory, uh, and, and I I almost felt like Charles uh, threw Gruden's name out on purpose uh, so that we could connect the dots here. So what if basically what if uh, Jay Gruden even likes Cousins as a quarterback, but sees him as a pain in the behind as a person? Because uh, Charles made the comment about the fact that Gruden might not be enamored with the fact that Cousins wouldn't take the deals that Washington offered. If you remember, I want to say after they franchised him the first time around, I want to say they came back to him the second time around and they they franchised him, but they also offered him a contract fill around that same time. And he said, no, franchise me again. So this could come down to <laughs> so this could come down to the Gruden Zimmer conversation. Being as simple as this, Mike, I really like Kirk Cousins as a player, 
But as a person, an employee, he can be a bit of a issue at times. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't sign him because of that. But I do think if you if you begin to, as, as we like to do on this show so often, connect the dots here, that could definitely be a path to go down. Right, and I and I think I think it's very possible. Kirk Cousins, if you read, we actually did a couple of segments on this a few weeks ago. There's a great uh, Sports Illustrated piece from November that examines his behind the scenes work ethic and how obsessive he is with trying to get better, not only with film study and with on the field stuff, but. He has a brain coach. He's got like five different specialty uh, consultants or coaches around him and trainers. So he's definitely deep in the weeds. He's he's Tom Brady Jr. in that regard. He's not quite coming out with a TB12 book or anything like that. But I could see that maybe maybe he'd be a bit of a handful, to which I say, name me a top caliber quarterback or basketball player. There's not a pain in the ass. You're right To here. some degree. Like, yep. there's probably some. I mean, I don't know if Tim Duncan was a pain in the butt, but LeBron James is. Yep. Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan were. Aaron Rodgers is. Absolutely. Yep. Peyton Manning was. And so is Tom Brady. Like, Tom Brady screams at coaches and players on the sidelines. Remember remember him and Josh McDaniels a yes. few weeks back? Tom Brady was absolutely lighting up Josh McDaniels on the sideline, and they were MFing each other back and forth. So that, I don't care about that. If you're really good and you want to win and, and you're not, you know, you're not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You're, you're not delusional. You know, if you play along with others, but if if you're a bit of a pain, I don't hold that against you if you're in a top position, like the leader of a basketball team or a quarterback. Uh, 651-646-8255 is the number if you want to join the conversation. Joe, what's going on? Hey, guys. I appreciate appreciate it. I am sure. not uh, tired of the conversation at all. Let me lower, there you go. I'd lower my radio there. Sorry about that. No worries. Um, I could talk about this for days. Uh, I'm supporting the Vikings. Go ahead and making a play for Cousins. Obviously, not at 30 million because I don't think that's going to be a, a good move for them. Uh, I love what you just said about Jay Gruden in terms of just being the uh, kind of a dividing factor, maybe in that QB conversation in Washington. Uh, I also think Kirk right now realizes that he's in a position to, you know, his name is all over the place. Every talk radio, nationally, locally, it's all over the place. And, I, and from what I've read about him and the character that he brings to the table, I don't, I don't think this is a guy who's going to lay an egg once he gets this uh, once he gets this um, contract. I really do believe that he's going to live up to it and work his butt off to make that happen. So I think he's be, he's willing to go somewhere he's going to take less and be a winner. That's my opinion. Yeah, that's thanks, uh, thanks for the phone call, and we appreciate you recklessly speculating with us. I, to, to your point too. I do think that that if you're if you're a head coach and you're thinking to yourself that I'd like my star players to be guys who who aren't necessarily low key, but I don't want problems from them, that's not going to fly, right? I mean, Belichick puts up with Brady because it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mike McCarthy puts up with Rodgers because it's worth it. So. I think if if Zimmer's talking to Gruden and Gruden's like, well, this guy's really good, but he's a pain. I say I don't care. Yeah, I say that's fine as as long as he's not a divisive person. But I mean, if he's going to get in the face of his receivers and assistant coaches to be, because he's not satisfied with the status quo, good yeah. for him. I'm fine with that. Judd, you know who Nolan Bushnell is? Nolan Bushnell. Nolan he was Bushnell. the fo- no. he he was the founder. He was the founder of how about this for for uh, a weird combination of success stories. He was the founder of Atari back in the 70s okay. and Chuck E. Cheese. 
So he founded both Atari really? and Chuck E. Cheese, and he's you know he's he's written books in the past. You know who his biggest pain in the arse employee was at Atari back in the seventies? A guy who wouldn't stop banging on his office door, demanding demanding of a cot in his office to sleep so he could work at odd hours and just constantly making Nolan Bushnell's life miserable. Who? Steve Jobs. There you go. Okay. Like, not that Kirk Cousins is going to go on no, to be maybe pe- the greatest business no. leader of our time, but like, I think it's okay. People for, are successful. Yes. Right. It's it's possible you're going to be a pain in the arse. Well, to your point, can you imagine Kobe Bryant? Oh my God. Or Garnett was a Garnett was a huge pain. Guess what? I take him. Right. You know, I'm not going to say, you know what, I don't want KG. Cause... So, in fact, yes, sometimes it's up to you, and this is where I don't know how much to, to blame Jay Gruden. If Jay Gruden couldn't make it work with maybe RG3 just wasn't good enough, and then he hurt the knee, and who knows what would have happened. But um, if he couldn't make it work with RG3 and Kirk Cousins, and if Kirk Cousins goes on to be a great quarterback, I would say part of your job as a head coach or a baseball manager or – NFL head coach is to to manage egos. You think it was easy for Phil Jackson to deal with Michael Jordan and Dennis Rodman and Sh- all that Shaq and Kobe stuff? Yeah, he specialized. Those guys in were that. pains in the butts. Yep, they're calling each other out in the media, and you're supposed to be winning championships together, but you keep those guys in check and you make it work. So if if Kirk Cousins is a pain, that's on Mike Zimmer to find a way, and on John D. Filippo and Kevin Stefanski to find a way to rein it all in and sort of harness it in a positive direction. Go back to the phone lines. Mike, what's up? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Mm -hmm. Wondering if any of the following factors play into Kirk Cousins' viewpoint of coming to the Vikings. Strength of ownership and stability of ownership, strength of the coaching staff and what they put around him. And the biggest factor is this community, the way that the media reports on the team and the way that the players are treated in this community. I appreciate the time, guys. I'll take the call and the answer offline. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Um, to a- answer his question, I don't know. I mean, what do you think about that? Uh, I wasn't paying full attention to Mike. He's talking about the community. Answer. Yeah. Sorry. I, oh, <laughs> I was reading tweets. I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. I just don't know. I. I sorry, think, Mike. Mike, I. I think this. I think this comes down. I mean, in. I really think that this that this whole thing comes down to Zimmer might have gotten some information from Gruden that might concern him, but but uh, to go back to what we talked about um, a few hours ago, I really think the main point of this conversation is Zimmer's primary concern about his defense. I really do. I think yeah. that's it. And I, because Zimmer doesn't lie well. Uh, he wasn't lying at all on Thursday at the Combine. And I really, I think what what he said there went about as far as he's going to be willing to say about, okay, we can spend, but I do get to, but I was brought here for defense, and my defense is really good. And guess what? I've essentially been the guy who helped and either dra- or, or drafted th- these players outright. And so I think this conversation goes back to the fact that Mike Zimmer is a defensive guy who has built a really good defense and is very reluctant to lose any pieces from that defense for the sake of offense, even though it's a quarterback. Sure, but it's even more incentive if you have a great defensive coach like Mike Zimmer. You can, I think you can get by with slightly fewer resources in that department because he's so great. Like, you could... You could pay a little bit more for a quarterback and offensive lineman over here to fix those parts, and you can you can bring in some good offensive coaches. 
you, you know, you don't need to be drafting first, second, third round defensive players every single year, signing big name and saving all your free agency money. I mean, would that put would that be the best path to a super defense over the course of five or ten years? Yes, but historically, you have to have a certain caliber of quarterback for the majority of Super Bowl winners if you want to win it all. And I think we, I think you and I agree that Case Keenum, it's too much of a gamble. Kirk Cousins has a three-year track record. It's worth it to solidify that position. And Mike Zimmer should still be able to put together one of the top five defenses in the league, even if he has to let Anthony Barr go at some point. And that was some more. Reckless speculation. Yes. <laughs> Reckless speculation. Boy, it's, oh God. It's been a good week for it. Oh, give a guy a button bar for a few days. I love this new. I love this role. You, you know what? Stay in Phoenix. We've got to take away the keys. No, I, I'm loving this this new lifestyle of mine in the age here with all of these options. Can we get can we get a photo of Judd with sunglasses and a hooded sweatshirt, arms crossed next to the button bar that just has button bar life? <laughs> I'm just proud of you guys for pi- finally paying attention to a question less than you pay attention to my questions right. every day. Well done right. on that. Oh man, like the uh, the awkward five <laughs> seconds of silence from Judd, and then me just completely spacing yeah, just, out. <laughs> no, I was just trying to think of the best way to answer it. You know, sometimes oh, sometimes man. dead air is just fine. <laughs> At least that's what I've heard from different stations in the market. <laughs> oh, man. You know what we haven't done yet today? We haven't given away any prizes. It's a game show Friday. Let's go callers three and four to 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Callers three and four. Mackie and Judd now continue. This is what it's all about, gentlemen. It's what we train for. On 1500 ESPN. Game Show Friday with Mackie and John. Here are your hosts in studio, Judd Zolgan, and out on the road, it's Phil Mackie. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. A little remote Game Show Friday. Is there a crowd there for you? Because we're pretty packed in here. I am in a lonely but sun-filled studio in Phoenix right now. Very exciting. Uh, you know, I was just telling Dave down the line here, Judd, giving you the button bar for two days is like giving the bass player of a band the drumsticks for two nights on tour. Like every 10 seconds, there's a drum solo from the guy who's never played drums before. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm not sure what you're talking about. Yep, this is the greatest is. ever. Just up and down the board. All options I have. So oh. here, here are the prizes on today's episode of Game Show Friday. We have a couple four packs of tickets to sessions five and six of the state high school wrestling tournament. That's amateur wrestling, not professional wrestling. There are no DDTs allowed, I don't think, on those mats. Uh, we also have the same kind of different uh, as me on Blu-ray, starring Greg Kinyer and Renee Zellweger. MacGyver Season 1 on DVD and anything else that Dave wants to give away to our contestants, who are Daniel and JJ. Before we tell them what the game is, let's, without hanging up on them, let's try to punch those guys both up at the same time. Judd, I don't know if we trust you to do that. Oh, no, we no, definitely no. do not. Are you kidding? I just backed away from the phone bag. <laughs> uh, Daniel, are you with us? I am with you, but I have overpromised my skills. Uh-oh. 
overpromised your skills. Yeah, I'm nervous as heck. For oh, don't be nervous. Believe me. All right. Actually, I've been a train wreck on Game Show Friday for years now. This is a pretty, uh, <laughs> this is pretty easy Fridays. game. Yeah. <laughs> hey oh. And JJ, oh, are you fun. with us, JJ? I am right here waiting. Awesome. Sound confident. Yeah. You know, Judd's middle name starts with a J and has never gone by JJ officially. I don't. That's exactly right. No, I could, but I don't. My parents used to use JJ, but uh, I discouraged that. Did... Oh, you discouraged it? Yeah. I like why, Judd. Why is that? Because I like Judd. Judd's That's a good fine. name. Judd's, yeah. a, Judd's a good name. I'm just And happy with it. I think most people who go to JJ, it's like too many syllables in the first name, like Jeremiah. And it's just mm. it's too many syllables. So you go with JJ. What is your uh, what are your two J's stand for? First name is Joseph. Middle name is Jude. So I go by JJ. Okay. Oh, I got that. Okay. Have you ever have you ever gone by Joe, or did you just skip right to JJ? No, I go by Joe. All right. But JJ was cooler for a game show. Okay. See, there it is. Let's do this. This game, uh, Dave Harrigan, is going to be called what? Well, it is a very special game show today in honor of the Oscars happening this weekend. It is a sports movie edition of True or Doo-Doo. Yes, True or Doo-Doo. This is very simple, Daniel and JJ. We're going to ask each of you the same question every time. And you'll have to determine. Wow. We'll have I, to. I didn't do that. It's not me. <laughs> Nothing to do with me right there. You have to determine whether it's true or doo-doo. It's very simple. Mm -hmm. We'll start with this one. And we'll start with Daniel and then and then JJ. True or doo-doo? Mark Wahlberg was approached to play Jake LaMotta in the remake of Raging Bull. But he turned it down in favor of portraying Mickey Ward in The Fighter. Is that true or doo-doo, Daniel? Doo-doo. JJ? Doo-doo. That is correct. Very good. It's complete doo-doo. Judd? All right, JJ, we'll start with you this time. True or doo-doo? Several scenes of the 1980 U.S. hockey team practicing had to be cut from Miracle because Kurt Russell, who played Herb Brooks, of course, could not skate. Is that true or is that doo-doo, JJ? I can't imagine Kurt Russell being the man that he is. Couldn't actually get a pair of skates on and skate, so I'm going to go with doo-doo. All right. Daniel? True. That is... Doo-doo. It is doo-doo. It is doo-doo. It so is doo-doo, yes. JJ up 2 nothing. Daniel now at 1-1. One one. All right. Let's go to this one. Susan Sarandon auditioned for the role of Adrian in Rocky, but was considered too attractive for the part. Is that true or doo-doo? Was Susan Sarandon too attractive to play Adrian, Daniel? True. JJ? Boy, that's a shot across the bow at Talia Shire. Uh... It really is. <laughs> Who, by the way, so sneaky beautiful as the Rocky movies progressed. Yeah, she wasn't so good looking in The Godfather, though. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's go with... Uh, I'm going to go with true on that. It is true. That is correct. That's correct. Do you think Susan Sarandon, you guys, do, would she have told Rocky what he needed to hear in Rocky Three she to propel been, him for a victory? She would have been great. Yes, think so. Susan she Sarandon told him is what to do. Susan Sarandon is fantastic. Okay. All right. Next one. True or doo doo? Let's uh, start with JJ this time. 
Denzel Washington was nominated but did not win a Golden Globe for his role as Coach Boone in Remember the Titans. Denzel Washington was nominated but did not win a Golden Globe for his role in as Coach Boone in Remember the Titans. JJ, is that true or is that doo-doo? Oh, man, I've seen that movie a hundred times, and I love it every time. I'm going to have to say, though, if I remember correctly, that that is a true statement. And Daniel? It's a true statement. Apparently it's doo-doo. So did doo-doo. he not, was he, what, what was the doo-doo part there? Yeah, Dave he was Harry? not nominated. He wasn't even nominated? For, for a Golden no. Globe. Wow. No, it's all. Yeah, well, he he it's wasn't all, even nominated? Man, no. That's horrendous. That's terrible. That is one of the great movies, sports that. or not. That, of, my friends, uh, my it, lifetime. That, my friends, is Hollywood right there. It's uh, it's ridiculous. All right. I want you to remember the night that you play the Titans, Judd. Yeah, thanks, Phil. Yep. Thanks, true, Phil. Or, true or doo-doo? Charlie Sheen, or pitcher Rick Vaughn, had to slow down his fastball during filming of Major League because Tom Berenger, who played catcher Jake Taylor, complained that the pitchers were hurting his hand in real life. Is that true or doo-doo, Daniel? Doo-doo. JJ? Man, if this is true, Behringer should just quit Hollywood now. I'm going to say doo-doo on that. <laughs> it's doo-doo. It is doo-doo. Very good, gentlemen. <laughs> Ouch, my hand. Charlie, <laughs> stop throwing Char- the ball so fast. Charlie, that hurts. Charlie. Winning. <laughs> yeah. Winning with these power 68-mile-an-hour fastballs. Judd, go ahead. Okay, uh, the next one. Jimmy Chitwood has only four lines of dialogue in the movie Hoosiers. Jimmy Chitwood has only four lines of dialogue in the movie Hoosiers. True or doo-doo, JJ? JJ, seconds. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's true. Sorry. Okay. And Daniel? That is also true. Yes, yes. Nice. Uh, JJ is leading, I believe, five to four right now. That is correct. If my scores are correct here. We'll go, we're going to go, I don't know, two, three more here. We'll see how much time we have. Let's try this one. True or doo-doo? Sports movie edition. One of the umpires in the climactic scene of The Naked Gun is Major League umpire Cowboy Joe West. One of the umpires in the climactic scene, The Naked Gun, is Major League umpire, the famous Cowboy Joe West. Is that true or doo-doo? Daniel. That is true. JJ? I think it was about 150 pounds ago, but I'll say true to that, too. Yes. You guys are, this is, this is impressive. On. I didn't know that. That's amazing. This is very impressive. All right, right, Judd. All right, the next one, true or doo-doo. Writers and producers of Slapshot originally wanted the Reg Dunlop character to play for the real-life Denver Spurs of the Western Hockey League. But upon learning that the league was soon to fold, decided to create the fictional Charlestown Chiefs for the film. JJ, let's start with you. Is that true or doo-doo? My goodness, that was like an anthem. Uh... (laughs) You can oh. read, it, read it again, Judd. Writer, read it again. Writers and producers of the movie Slapshot originally wanted the Reg Dunlop character played by Newman to play for the real-life Denver Spurs of the Western Hockey League, but upon learning that the league was soon to fold, decided to create the fictional Charlestown Chiefs for the film. Uh, that is doo-doo. Daniel? That's true. It is doo-doo. Mm. Complete doo-doo. doo-doo. Complete doo-doo. All right, let's go. Uh, we have two more left, but if J.J. gets this one correct, and we're going to make him guess first, the game is over and J.J. wins. You're both going to win something, but we'll start with J.J. on this one. True or doo-doo? 
Bill Murray was considered for the role, but eventually deemed too old to play Gordon Bombay, who was later played by, obviously, Emilio Estevez in the three Mighty Ducks films. Was Bill Murray considered to play Gordon Bombay, JJ? True or duty? Emilio! Love that, from Night at the Roxbury. Um, <laughs> boy, let's see. I'm going to say that is true. For the win, that is true. It is correct. And JJ is the winner here on Game Show Friday. Congratulations. That must be Judd on the button bar yeah, right it now. Was, it was. Yeah. Congratulations okay. to both of you guys. did outstanding. You did very, very well. You did. Daniel, do not hang your head too low. Uh, boost it up high. Don't You're both going to win something. You'll get something. Yeah. Judd, don't touch the phones. It's a very complicated no, system. No, no. I, I'm, I backed up. It's very complicated. I'm serious. I backed up. I'm away. I'm as far away as I could possibly get right now from the phones. Uh, what was the other one here? Let me see. There was one more on here, just for fun, for the listeners. Uh, a League of Their Own, released in 1992, remains the highest domestic-grossing baseball film of all time. And that's true, apparently. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. I suppose that kind of spanned across. I mean, it, a lot of these baseball movies are kind of guys' movies, right? Bull Durham. The Not o- that women don't enjoy those o- movies, but they're more guy movies. The only other one that would have come to mind for me in that category w- would have been the Costner film, the insufferable Wait, Costner. You can't just say the Costner the baseball Costner, film. The There's Costner. like nine of them. No, no, no. The, the, the one in... Field of Dreams. In Field of Dreams, yeah. Iowa, yeah. I was going to say. I forgot Most, the name of it, but insufferable, yes. Uh, you know, I would say, uh, Kevin, it's one of the corniest sports movies of all time, but also one of my guilty pleasure sports movies for love of the game. Where oh, every yeah, time he takes one. the mound, yeah, he it's, says it's to himself, too, yeah. clear the mechanism. Yeah. And the stadium goes silent. <laughs> oh, Field of Dreams. Hey, son, you want to have a catch? No, Dad, I don't. I want to go in and drink Why a beer. Leave, leave me alone. <laughs> I can't believe you hate that movie. Uh, we're gonna. If you missed it earlier, Charles Robinson from Yahoo Sports, who is super plugged in to Kirk Cousins and the Vikings and all the suitors, he dropped a bunch of not reckless speculation, but informed speculation. Unlike us. We're going to come back and uh, play that back if you missed it. But let's talk about Chris Lindahl when uh, you're looking to sell your home. If you're even kind of curious about selling your home and how much money you could get, this is a great time. Actually, always is a great time with the Chris Lindahl team. It's the number one REMAX results team in the country because they understand marketing. I mean, you see, he's the billboard guy. You see him around town, and he's got his arms spread out wide, and he's taken over the Twin Cities. Heck, he took over Philadelphia before that uh, purple-green game a few weeks ago. Allow the Chris Lindahl team to help implement these marketing tactics with your home, your condo, your house, whatever it is. It was a condo for me last year, and I made so much more money on the sale of my condo than I ever thought going in. That's the honest-to-God's truth. All you have to do, if you want, by the way, to uh, qualify for a free listing side commission, you can sign up between now and March 16th by calling 763-401-SOLD or chrislindahl.com. That's Chris with a K. The number again is 763-401-SOLD, deadline March 16th. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Bottom line is these two guys really like each other. Mackey and Judd. They've formed a special brotherhood. They've said, you know what? We can do this better together than apart. On 1500 ESPN. Mackey and Judd, this week, at least the past couple days, has featured Zolgad like a moron sitting here in the cold in the TCL broadcast studios. It can't be that cold, though. I, it's like, I think and it's in the 30s or 40s, right? Yeah, but yeah. 
but you're in Phoenix, so it's not even close. So, so what's the ball game of choice today? Who are you going well, to see? So there's a lot. I, I haven't looked at the full schedule yet, but on my way, I believe on my way just from the Hubbard uh, Studios here in Phoenix, if I were to just drive back to my dad's place in surprise, I think I pass three or four different stadiums. So um, I'm, I'd like to go check out. I've never been to the Mariners I'm facility of you right now. Yes. So that's that's over in Peoria, and then there, so he lives by the Rangers and Royals. Yep. But it's it is sixty seven degrees and climbing up to the mid seventies, and I do not see clouds. There's beer to be drank, and you know what? So my dad uh, he's gonna he's gonna treat us to dinner tonight at the old uh, buffet down the street too. So it might be baseball. Oh, what buffet? The uh, the Golden Corral, oh, baby. Yum. We're gonna go Golden Corral oh, style. Love the GC. You, you know what the best part of it is yeah, about good. the Golden Corral, and my dad and his friends love to hit this place like once a month down here. They have a chocolate fountain where you can just take like marshmallows or fruit, whatever you want. I mean, hell, you can take your prime rib if you're into that, mm-hmm. and just stick it into the chocolate fountain. You can stick your head in the chocolate fountain. Oh, it's fondue like. Not in, even in sponsored. I'm just telling you going to be good. Hey, so quickly, what's the story I've seen from down there about some weird illness spreading through the Dodgers? Did you see that story? No. Should I be concerned? Yes. There's some type (laughs) of weird... You Darvish just got... He missed his start yesterday because he's sick, and there was some weird thing where the Dodgers, like two days ago, were struggling Hmm. to field a roster because some mystery illness was spreading through the team. Is it just spreading through their clubhouse or through Phoenix? I would be concerned, since you got sick, that it's going through Phoenix. I've become kind of a germaphobe over the last two, two winters because I've got I got almost like whatever it was not pneumonia but uh, bronchitis last year. I remember that. Yeah, bathe in hand sanitizer, yes. kids. That's the moral of the story here. Uh, so from, from baseball to our reckless football speculation, and certainly there's been plenty of talk about uh, Kirk Cousins signing with the Vikings. Charles Robinson of Yahoo Sports joined us earlier today and gave us a bunch of good stuff, including the fact that the uh, Denver Broncos might be very involved in the Cousins sweepstakes as well. Now that the Vikings, Charles Robinson, are open for business, no quarterbacks under contract, we know that there is a, a lot of steam with Kirk Cousins, but we saw your article about the Broncos now being all in. So how would you handicap the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes, and where do you think the Vikings fit in in that pecking order? Well, if, if he is going to – so I talked to him at the Super Bowl. Actually, it was crazy. I talked to him. The, literally, we were together the day uh, Alex Smith got traded to the, the Redskins and you know, had a chance to kind of ask him, hey, you're going to go through the recruiting process for the first time ever in your life, really, and um, you know, what, what is it that you want? And he kept going back over and over to wanting to play for a team that – you know, he felt was a contender that, you know, if, if they're not on the doorstep of the Super Bowl, he can be, you know, a piece that, that gets them right there. And to me, knowing the teams that are sort of circling around him, I think it's it comes down to Minnesota and Denver. And, you know, coming into here, it's, I still think it's hard to handicap, and here's why. Um, all the numbers we're hearing, all the things that are going on, first off, they're not supposed to be talking. None of these teams are supposed to be talking to – to Kirk's age and all this stuff, they are. Okay, they're here, they're talking. Now, <laughs> you as the week has gone on, you've kind of started to understand a little more of what the finite contract numbers are going to be. And, and to me, it went from being, oh, this is going to be your classic seven-year franchise quarterback deal to all of a sudden it's sounding like, hey, this, this could be a three- to four-year deal um, somewhere in the neighborhood of $30 million per year, and with the majority of that all guaranteed. And that could make or break this race. I mean, do the Vikings really want to commit 
$90 million over three years that, that's almost fully guaranteed, if not fully guaranteed, to Kirk Cousins or $120 million over four years. Um, a, can they fund that? B, uh, do they want to commit that? And then C, do they want to give away, which is really what you would do if you sign that kind of deal, the, the last three years of the deal in, in what would normally be a classic seven? And what I, what I mean by giving that away, knowing where quarterback numbers are going, you sign Kirk Cousins. Say Kirk Cousins is everything you ask for. You sign him to a seven-year deal. After year four, year five, six, and seven, those numbers start to look pretty good. You know, hey, that's that's an economical salary later in a seven-year deal, just like we've seen other quarterbacks now look a little more underpaid as these numbers have bloated. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's going to be interesting to find out how teams embrace this whole idea of the three- to four-year model and contract structure. I'd say the Broncos and the Vikings are right there, um, but I know the Broncos are, regardless of what John Elway has said, I've talked to a number of people um, in that organization and, and who are also very familiar with Elway, and they've told me that, look, the Broncos are, are going to sell out on this one. And I don't even – honestly, I, I can't say this definitively, but I don't even know what their plan B really is at this point. And that tells me that, you know, that's why they're so completely all in on Kirk Cousins. Two-part question, Charles. Uh, one, are the Jets involved? And two, if the Broncos are going to go down this path – how do they go about selling out, and most importantly for them, clearing out that much cap, sca- cap yeah. space? Because if you look at the Jets and Vikings right now, there's a lot of there's a ton of cap space for the Jets. There's a lot for the Vikings, and I think the Broncos are like at 23, so they're they're not that high. They're really they're really around 26. Okay, um, you know if the numbers are completely accurate, you know that's a problem. We don't get to see their exact books or how they're moving some of the money around. They're at 26, but what I was told was. Um, they have gamed out scenarios to to start slashing money, and one of them is obviously Talib. Um, dropping Talib will add money. Uh, C.J. Anderson, I think, is another guy that could end up on the chopping block um, to add money. And beyond those two, I know there are other individuals that they've looked at, either manipulating their contracts or potentially even cutting guys to get themselves somewhere between forty and fifty million dollars, probably in the neighborhood of forty-five million dollars. Um, in, in this coming off season, which would allow them to, hey, if we're going to sign him to say a three or ninety million dollar deal or whatever, and we're going to we're going to guarantee each year of that, we'll just stagger it thirty thirty thirty, and we'll make sure that you know we've got that space each year starting this year. And um, so you know they have the salary cap now is I think it's a it's far more fluid than it's ever been. People are a lot smarter about how to move money around and and create space. You really have to be like completely up against it to to not be able to manipulate it you know even in the tens of millions of dollars um so you know i do think that they're they're going to have enough wiggle room to to definitely be in the mix with the vikings the the jets could blow it out obviously absolutely and and josh mccown kirk kirk cousins agent uh, mike mccartney josh mccown is his client so they have a, a negotiating um, a very good, you know, history of, of negotiation, just like Trevor Simeon uh, with the, the Broncos is also a Mike McCartney client. Um, you know, the thing with the Jets is they can blow the money out. I just don't know that the confidence is necessarily there um, long term. But they do at this point right now. There is an intent to take visits um, in free agency, like as in – I don't think they're going to hammer out a deal in the the pre-free agency period, that three days before free agency when you can start talking numbers. 
I don't know that all of a sudden they're going to walk through that and go, you know what, we're just going to sign a deal with the Jets as soon as, you know, March 14th, the, the opening bell arrives, unless a bunch of teams drop out and really leave no other teams there. So if the Jets, Vikings, and Broncos are all in it when free agency kicks off, I think there's a very real chance he's going to take visits to all three of those franchises and listen to the full sales pitch. Yeah. Uh, Charles Robinson, super plugged in, covers the NFL for Yahoo Sports. The supply and demand of, of this pursuit is so interesting because in a lot of ways, Kirk Cousins is, it's a crowded bar and he's one of the only women at the bar. And, yeah. Yeah. and I mean, there's really only about 15 or 18 truly trustworthy quarterbacks in the world and there's 32 teams trying to get them. So with with that in mind, how good do some of these teams think that he is? I mean, are, are they looking at him like the seventh best quarterback in the league? Or are they looking at him, you know, he's, he's above average, but he's the right. only guy that's uh, that's proven on the market. How do teams view him, Charles? Well, I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, you just never see a guy who's, you know, 29, just about to turn 30 when, when camp, you know, kicks off that you never see a guy of this stature who's put up these numbers other than, you know, Manning in 2012. I guess you could go back to Breeze. Um, when he was departing the the uh, Chargers, but I mean those guys were both even injured when they were kind of going through that process. So he's healthy and he and he's been putting up numbers. Uh, you know where does Kirk stand in the pecking order? I, you know it depends who you talk to. I you know I, the Redskins I think were always kind of flat on him, but I think it was a variety of reasons. I think there were just some people in the in the building who thought he had limitations and just could never get over it. I think there were some people who were really upset, including Jay Gruden and Bruce Allen, who were mad that he just would never take the the lowish deals that they were offering, and I think that tainted their perception of him. But then I've talked to guys in the league who say, hey, look, you know, we, we did pro-personnel film on the Washington Redskins this year, and look who he's throwing to. Vernon Davis, you know, he's throwing to, he's, you know, throwing to a third down back. I mean, he's he lost his top two wide receivers in Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon. Um, did not have the the upper echelon weapons that he could have had and produced. And you know, so I and 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 on top of that, you know, didn't really ever have a dominant running game. So there are a lot of people who are in his corner who will say he just never had the surrounding cast to to be as good as he even could have been, and think that there is plus side to him. So. If you're going to sign him this deal, you got to believe he's a top 10 quarterback at least, at very least. And to me, if you're the Vikings, knowing what that roster is, you add a top 10 quarterback to that mix. You you can be I think you can be a Super Bowl contending team for whatever his window is as long as you can keep other parts there. So, um, you know, I I do. I think there are the there's definitely the supporters out there and I think there's the belief in in a number of franchises that he'll get paid more than he's worth. But that's what free agency is. But he's also a top 10 quarterback, and you don't just sign those guys in the offseason. So, Charles, what intrigues me so much here, especially when it comes to the Vikings and Broncos, is this. You, you bring up the Broncos and Kirk being their plan A, B, and C. But the Vikings couldn't end up being the same way in this case. Right. Yeah. So, so, the, so the legal tampering period, which I love, the legal tampering period starts on March 12th. So let's yeah. play this out, and let's say Teddy gets a call from Jacksonville. And Teddy goes mm-hmm. to Jacksonville. Yeah. And let's say now Case gets a call from the Cardinals. And Case yep. says, I'm going to the Cardinals. Yeah. And Bradford is sort of a lost cause, but let's just say he, that he goes to Cleveland as, as a backup and mentor type of guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now the Vikings plan A, B, and C is just like Denver's. It's Cousins. 
So, yeah. so in some ways, this is going to be really intriguing, especially for a team coming off a 13-3 and season to potentially see play out because either in that scenario they get Cousins or they're in a heap of trouble potentially. Really, and they are. And the reason why I think it's it's more dangerous for Minnesota is because because you said I mean really I mean you could you could argue with the, the Broncos, hey it doesn't work out they don't sign the guy but they still have the pick to get a quarterback they still have maneuverability to draft a quarterback um, and just go that route and and chances are there's you know I know they love you know the way Josh Rosen slings it I mean I know there are guys in the draft that. Um, they they do like, um, but I just don't think they they like and feel like you know any of those guys automatically opens up the window again for them. So uh, the thing with the Vikings, I can tell you this: the other agents of of the guys who filled out that depth chart and are no longer under contract, they are not going to wait. Right. And I think the the interesting thing is, particularly a guy like Case Keenum, it's. If they miss out, so they say they miss out on, on Kirk Cousins and Case Keenum's still out there and he's shopping around a little bit, and there's going to be other interest in Case Keenum. I think the Vikings are looking at Keenum saying, the tag price, you're not worth it on the market. Go ahead, go to market. If we miss out on Kirk, find out what your price is, come back to us. We'll probably, you know, we're probably going to end up paying you what the market would dictate. The problem is you hand over leverage. And so if he goes to market, he can say, hey, well, market's dictating what, 15, 16, 17, whatever it is. But he can look back at the Vikings and say, I want the tag price now. That's what I want. You know, this is what I want from you. Now you've given me all this leverage because I know you have no other options. You can't go draft a quarterback. And the the tiers below a Case Keenum are really significantly questionable. And uh, you're just handing over leverage to someone. So to me, it's really that sort of apocalyptic oh we missed out on Kirk and now what do we do is really going to center on Keenum and and how quickly another team moves on him and i'll say this if he comes back if if they all of a sudden you know go knocking on his door again after missing out on cousins if that happens there's a lot of leverage in case keenum's you know camp at that point and you could end up paying him that that tag price in 2018 anyway Charles Robinson, some fantastic stuff. Yahoo Sports, uh, check out his work. He's been doing a great job from the Combine and certainly uh, plugged in with what is going on with Kirk Cousins and the uh, potential pursuit by the Vikings, the Broncos, and the Jets of the guy who's been the Redskins quarterback now for several seasons. Charles does a fantastic job. I want to tell you about another guy and another company that does a fantastic job. My friends at Prime Mortgage Lending, they do great work. Uh, Kent McCullough does great work. And here's why. They've got a philosophy that is very, very simple. And if you're a customer, you're going to love this. The philosophy is this. They would rather earn your trust than sell you a loan. I'll say it again. They would rather earn your trust than sell you a loan. They want your business, but they want you to be comfortable. They want you to feel completely at ease. That's what the folks at Prime and Kent do. It might sound too good to be true, but it's absolutely the case. In fact, I will read you what some uh, customers of Prime have had to say about them. They're the best, honest answers, and would recommend to family and friends. And that's very important. Would recommend to family and friends. That's exactly what Kent and the folks at Prime do. All you have to do is go to Prime, and their website is this, goprimewithkent.com. That's goprimewithkent.com. Check it out today. Goprimewithkent, K-E-N-T.com. Mackie and Judd wrap it up after this. 
Mackie and Judd are back on 1500 ESPN. Mackie and Judd wrapping things up. Zolgad uh, in the TCL broadcast studios. Mackie in the Hubbard studios in Phoenix. And now we're joined by the guy who's going to be sitting in for uh, Such today on GL. Brian Murphy of the Pioneer Murph! Cross. Bill, oh, how yeah. you doing? You sunburned? You know what? Uh, my left arm, just from sitting next to the window, is a little bit red. You know, it's uh, it's that kind of sundown here in wow. Phoenix. You're Murph. just going to troll that badly, huh? You're not even Actually, outside and you're getting sunburned. The temperature difference sometimes can be, you know, 80 to 100 degrees difference down here. It's not that different. It's only in the mid-60s right now. It's very mild. Oh, you're cold. Not cold. I mean, I'm certainly wearing a T-shirt. Is the sun uh, out? The guns are out and the sun's out. And are Murph. you scraping your windshield? Only out of habit, yes. <laughs> I wake up early, start the car in the 50-degree weather in the morning, and I scrape my windshield is for no the, reason. Is the grass green? Can you see it? Can you smell it? Is it real? Metaphorically, the grass is always greener, Murph. I know. It's always greener. I miss I miss spring training. I really miss being at spring training. Well, so I, I just watched. I'm reading some of the updates from people, and uh, I think I think Berardino, uh, Murph's colleague, was tweeting about Logan Morrison's first at-bat. That dude had a nine-pitch first at-bat. Very exciting. But these are such innocuous things that because you've been waiting for baseball for a few months and you're just kind of excited for what baseball represents in the Midwest, which is warm weather, that you're almost living vicariously through people who are down there. Yeah, but I'm not necessarily living for nine-pitch at-bats. Uh, <laughs> you want to pull it back a little I don't, bit? I, I mean, professional at-bats are one thing, but how about he just jacks one? That's what I yeah, want. I want to hear a, just, big, Murph want a big, wants, big swing. Murph, and Murph wants pace of play. Pace of play. No, no, no. He's Murph, living for pace of play. Murph's not into baseball foreplay. Just swing and hit a bomb. I don't need nine pitches. Just, you know. Widen the strike the zone. Belt. Get him in the box, move it on, move it along. Yeah, five pitch at bats, okay, right? I mean, we can get by. Yeah, with never five. mind the pitch clock. How about a, a pitch, or not not a pitcher's clock, but like a pitch a limit? limit. A limit? You're up. Five, five, five swings, <laughs> three strikes, or six pitches total. Wow, you might be onto something. Yeah, Just get right to it. Yes. By the uh, way, the uh, designated hitter is going to be 45 years old, and we're still dealing with. One league has it, one doesn't, and we're deciding how, our championship. How is that possible? I don't know. I don't know why I brought that up. I'm picking a scab, but I just figured since it's a round number, it's 45 years, and baseball still has not gotten – everything else is homogenized, but not the DH. Yeah. Are you pro – are you – I don't think we've done this with you. Are you pro or anti-DH? Oh, you don't remember five years ago when I wrote about it, me, you, and Pelissero around here arguing about it because I wrote about the 40th anniversary of it. And, yes, I'm very pro-DH. Okay. I grew up in an American League town. And now that I'm older and and easily bored, I don't want to see pitchers hit. Right. No, well, that's no, like, no, the, the okay. double switch. Oh god, no, it the does nothing for me. Who goes so, to the park to watch that? No, but here's the thing. Judd's not kidding. So Judd actually loves National League Baseball. Judd, <laughs> Judd, when when the manager walks out and instead of going straight to the mound, has to walk to the home plate umpire with a notebook to explain all the switches. Oh yeah, we're gonna take the pitcher and, and put him over home here. Home plate umpire Riveting. has to pull that's out right. his lineup. Yeah, card he's got to move his broom and. Grab his and he pen. moves the pitcher to the three <laughs> spot and the new right fielder to the nine spot. Yeah, because what the world needs more of is Mike Leake betting a buck twenty stepping into the batter's box. Like that's enthralling television. Or Joe West sure. taking his you mask off. You two can yeah. say all you want, but the pitcher hitting is romantic. Romantic. What's romantic ro- about it? They hit one forty. It's a romantic part of baseball when you have to do the double switch and execute. And how romantic up. is it when the, your starting ace pulls a hamstring going down the oh, first just baseline? You grew up watching those tiger teams with a bunch of guys who were fat and couldn't run and had to DH. See, it's not my fault. You know what? There were fourteen other American League teams that seemed to do it well. See, here's what's great, and this is where Murph and I are on the same page, but here's what's great about the designated hitter. You get to preserve the careers of thumper hitters like Jim Tomey, like David Ortiz, who otherwise, Edgar 
Martinez, who otherwise would be out of baseball when they're 35 years old. I think other sports should come up with some position, you know, designated offensive player for NBA guys like Kevin Garnett. You know, actually, he'd be a designated defensive player. Long snappers, run, isn't that where your career goes to extend? Yeah, right. You just run to half court and then somebody else tags in and shoots a three for you and then tags back out. That's what I love about the DH spot. So you want to expand it to all sports. I mean, I the, the role, it. the role of a of a diminished so aging player. In, uh, hockey, for instance, fat goaltenders could stick uh, around. Seventh defenseman, but they never dress seven. You know, go out there for well, it used to be the goon, right? No, like, fighting, yeah, fighting is line, the equivalent. Fourth line winger, you're probably right. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. Uh, Jake Odorizzi, by the way, according to Twins Twitter, is uh, making his Twins debut or made it two and two-thirds hitless hitless innings mm, mm, with three strikeouts. Right. Well, they got to leave him in to see if he finishes with the no-no, right? Do you stretch him? P- pitch this count, is, be damned. This is his day to throw 40. You make him throw a buck 20. No, right. To- <laughs> <laughs> he threw a no-no and his arm fell off. So <laughs> He only gave up two hits, scattered two hits in nine of his first spring training. Oh, and and splintered and his ligaments. three home runs. Uh, Murph, if we ask you in the final couple minutes here, uh, if you're a Kirk Cousins guy, is that spoiling your entire afternoon's worth of, of radio? No, I'm in for Sutre. I'm barely going to talk sports. We're gonna oh, be, you should okay. derail it with some Kirk Cousins talk we're for gonna two be, hours. We're going to be very esoteric. I am. Here's what I am. I was t- we were talking. I was talking with Judd. I'm kind of in. I, what I really want to see, and the fans are going to hate this, but I kind of want to see this spectacularly explode on the Vikings because I think they're trying to be way too cute with their public comments, and they're going to try to thread a needle, and they're going to be stuck with two cripples and Kyle Sloter, and that's going to be your quarterback. <laughs> do, do you know what that is right there, Brian Murphy? What's that? That is truly the definition of what we've of been doing Of a cynical radio here, hack? What oh. we've been doing here for a week and a half or two weeks. Reckless speculation! <laughs> that's what that is. That would be the classic Vikings thing. Actually, we had an email uh, emailer predict in our Write That Down segment that the classic Vikings thing would be if you signed Kirk Cousins and then he blew his ACL in, like, <sighs> September. Right. In that the new practice facility on the yeah. $5 million turf. Because the turf wasn't settled yet. No, right. New turf's the, the a pellets. problem. Slippery. Right? Yep. We've learned that Dalvin Cook, victim of the new turf. <laughs> All right, Brian done. Murphy, he's in. He's staying in the studio in the TCL Broadcast Studios in for Such. Uh, I'm off Monday, but Judd, I'm sure you'll keep the torch lit Matthew with Collar. reckless speculation. Matthew Collar and I tomorrow and Monday.